Welcome to Sisters in Lit and Life, the podcast where we discuss the lit we've read and life. I'm Layla. I'm Drea. Hey, and welcome to Sisters in Lit and Life. I want to go ahead and give our disclaimer. We are reading The Personal Librarian this week. If you haven't read it, just go ahead and press pause. Go ahead and catch up. Now, this is a full-length novel, so it's, it's going to take you a little bit. And then you can come back and join the discussion and kind of hear what we have to say about it. This week, we meet Belle Marion Greener, who goes by Belle DaCosta Green in her um when she's passing and this story is about her life as jp morgan's personal librarian her last name is actually greener and her dad is the first black graduate of harvard he's richard greener he is an activist he is trying his best to fight for rights for black people and get laws changed. We see he's married to a woman who can pass and their children can pass. He can pass. They're all light-skinned, actually. And, mm-hmm. But he sees on the census that his wife has checked the box Caucasian for their race. Absolutely, yep. And he is upset because he feels like it's a betrayal. How can I fight for Black people's rights when I'm not being true about, and my family's not being true about who we are. Now, what I didn't understand about that part is I got the impression that Belle had been passing for a long time, that she passed when she went they to college. They all really have. Well, basically, they all have except for the father, and the father didn't find out until the census. But it seems like he should have known when she went to school. Like, she didn't bring any friends over. Or maybe she did, and they didn't. They just suspected they were all white. But her mom, her mom was smart about it as far as making sure her daughter, or telling her daughter, not if you see other Black people that are working in some of these places that you're in, don't stop and hold conversations. With right. So basically, you're, you're, you're avoiding your people right. that side at all costs. Because if somebody finds out that you're passing as a white woman, it's going to be trouble. Yes. And so when I say her mom was being smart, clearly they were passing. I don't want to say for survival because they were free. She was passing because she wanted a better life for them. But after you have been passing for so long, then it is about survival. They can't find out that you're really black because then they'll kill you. So it was like you're playing this dangerous game and you created it, but it it does become a game of life and death. Absolutely. And so she is around J.P. Morgan's nephew, Julius. He's a collection benefactor. He donates. He's an associate head librarian and a banker. And he asked for a a private viewing of some books, art, and manuscripts in a library that Bell works at. One thing leads to another, and she's introduced to J.P. Morgan. He asks her to come on because she has a good eye for art and not that modern stuff. She, you know, she has an eye for the classics. Absolutely. Yeah, the reason why he gets a hold of her is because he's trying to build this exclusive type collection, a library, a personal collection of his own, and he needs somebody to help curate his catalog. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and she's educated. Um, she's actually she actually graduated from Princeton, and at the time. Princeton still didn't allow people of color to attend, although a lot of the Ivy League schools had relaxed with admitting people of color. So, yeah, she was passing and her daddy had to know that. Of course, you know, he knew that. But I think that seeing it on the senses that someone they were representing. Yeah, once you put it on wax, then it's the issue. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. And let us talk about as soon as he found out Papa was a rolling stone. Oh, yeah. He rolled on out of there. That boy. He said he didn't feel his light skin was a blessing, but his wife did. And his name was Richard. He wants her to acknowledge, though, your skin is light because of the treatment of slaves. Your skin is light because of rape. Your skin is light because of the plight of our our people and the mistreatment. That's not a blessing. And you know what? I didn't even realize until like we started talking about it. It reminded me of the yellow wife. Absolutely. How toward the end, she had a whole relationship with the the slave master and all her children wind up being fair skinned. Some of her children picked between being white and being there. I think only one child picked uh, to actually be black. She didn't have a relationship with those kids. The rest of she did not have a relationship with. Yep. So. That was interesting. Like, I didn't even pick that up until right now. That, yeah, that's exactly what happened. They was living two different lifestyles from the rest of the family. Miss Genevieve and Richard. So, yeah, Genevieve contradicted his fight, and he felt like it was showing that he abandoned his people. He didn't want anyone to know what she did, and he felt like she she wasn't proud of being black. So he was out of there. When I say that man kicked rocks, he kicked rocks. Yeah, he went to a whole nother country. Right. He went, <laughs> he went to Korea. Korea. That's right. Yeah, he left, and... Uh, Baby had a common law wife and had some children. He sure did. That nobody ever met anybody. Nobody, nobody knew. Yeah. We see after the dad leaves, Belle has to bear a huge responsibility. Her mother puts the burden of the care of the family on her shoulders. She gets this job with JP Morgan and it's like, you know, you can you can take care of us. She begins her work. Uh, you know, she begins to acquire lots of of artifacts and manuscripts to add to his collection. And in the meantime, she's seeing him with who at the time he is married and has four children. But she sees that um, he was uh, very friendly and had lots of mistresses (laughs) coming in and out. But you know what? The thing about that is he had all the mistresses in the world, but he did not care about now one of them. Did not. He wanted to be with Belle so bad. He did. And they had these little moments. They shared these little moments where it was, I dare not do that. I dare not cross this line. And as the book progresses, they actually say that. And he shows his jealousy so many times throughout the book. So many times. Oh, my God. It irritated my spirit when he was like, come on. Like, he was, he kept reminding her, like, it almost was a little slave masterish. Yes, that's exactly you what I You know what I'm saying? Because say. he was like, he said, remember, hey, you are my, my personal librarian. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And you going to be it until, you know, I feel like letting you go. Who was this man that you was talking to? I would have been like, dude, for real? Like. My work and my personal have nothing to do with none of this. Stay out of my business. Say yes. I don't know. He used the fact that I'm giving you money. I'm taking care of you. I'm giving your salary as well above what a woman would make. Because we have to remember, we're talking about the early 1900s. 
So women, yeah, women didn't have rights. Women couldn't work, couldn't vote. And we're that. seeing a lot of where the women are starting to have their movements. So we do see bits and pieces of that because her white friends are participating in that. Her friends that she, you know, are spoiled debutantes. And she's, she's surprised to see that they're standing up for women's rights and they've left their parents' homes and they're living basically in these boarding houses for working women. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a bit surprised that all of them are living such different lives. But there was one person in the book, the, uh, an antagonist early on for me was one of uh, J.P. Morgan's daughters. Ooh, she thought she was slick. Baby. She thought she was slick. She kind of sees that, and, and it's mentioned in the book, Belle is black because of her skin, but she's white because of her skin. So it's almost like, you know how sometimes some people out in the sun, if that light hits you just right, you look one way, but then you in this life beige. you look a different. Right. So, yes, his daughter, <laughs> Anne, calls her out and says, um, oh. I'm tropical. <laughs> you thought your roots was tropical. She admits that she is... Portuguese. Was it Portuguese? Portuguese, that's right. Anne's like, oh, girl, I thought you was a little Cuban. She said, I thought you was tropical. Right. I thought you was part of the <laughs> tropical people. You yes. know what so tropical like, is? The ones that have been right. kissed by sun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she she called her out several oh, times. she did. Trying to get her to to turn over and several times she thought that she was caught she but did. she made it by the skin of her teeth she did and you know what all in all i think jp morgan he did know no it did come out at the end right she mm-mm. she didn't tell him no he didn't he, he didn't know he didn't know he uh didn't know. she wanted to tell him when they had that big fight about she wanted no to say, I'm i think not he did property. know i think he just didn't tell i think her. he didn't. He knew i think he wanted- no no because i think at the end he had told her slyly, like, you know, you know, uh, basically somebody like you wouldn't have been able to do the things that I allow you to do. Yeah, da, 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 da. when they had that argument, he did. Right. And I think that was like right before he passed. So I think he did know, but he like, he loved her so much. I know all this time he had his daughter in his ear and he, he had to be like, you know what? You're right. Because he 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 was inviting her to the personal birthday parties and everybody's looking like, well, why is your yeah, librarian here? How would that, that look on sense. you if you outed your your help? And yeah, that wouldn't have ended well for you. And you got this lady at all the social events, uh, curating your 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 library, getting all you know the pl- publicity and all that stuff. So yeah. I even, kept that even under wraps, the, my damn yeah, self. Even when the economy was bad, he was telling her to keep spending. He wanted her to keep make sure she was reading the business section of the newspaper, telling her to buy low because mm-hmm. the value is going to well increase. Don't worry about yeah, it. Just she was keep like spending. his good luck charm. So she was invited to a the 291 gallery. This is where we see their first big tiff. And the 291 gallery is different. It's modern. She understands the artists want you to feel instead of discussing the work. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I'm forging relationships with, you know, art dealers, getting home late from parties. And the next day she comes into work and Morgan, JP Morgan is upset, spends the day in his office and she thinks something is wrong with the man. She think he knows. 
Yep, she thinks he and she almost gives herself away. Mm-hmm. And she she comes in. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. Why should I meet with you? And so she's looking like, Oh Lord, he knows. He knows. So basically, I, he was it. like, he was like, you need to you need to know your place, right? Like you work for me, right? You need to. I'm basically I'm jealous. Don't be don't be going over there looking at that other art because somebody quoted her in the newspaper as saying, you know, mm-hmm. we'll look and, and see if you know, this is something that we can add to our collection. And he did not like that, not one bit. Not one bit. He doesn't want the modern art. He, oh, and that's when he told her the first time, and she remembered this, and it came to her several times throughout the book, you don't have the luxury to make mistakes. That's when I first thought, wait a minute, maybe he does know he knew. I'm telling you, he knew. He knew. <laughs> I already know. And you know what? They didn't really tell us her features, but you know that it was something because she did things to try to take people's attention away from thinking about race. She wore super right. bright dresses. Yeah, after that, after that one argument, yeah, she 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 tried to be basically like uh boisterous in her in her demeanor. You know, try to come off with sly comments. Mm-hmm. Try to take it away from. Boy, her mouth was slick. I thought she was going to get in trouble. <laughs> and her mama, you know, was starting to warn her. Like, her mama noticed she was changing. And she was like, wait a minute, you're drawing too much attention to yourself. You mm-hmm. wearing these loud dresses and you're coming in from these Oh, but hold night. on. We got to back it up, though. Okay. Because she did that for a reason. You got to back it up to uh, Mr. Uh, Bernard. Bernard Barringer, honey. Yeah. Who was married. After the situation happened with Bernard, that's when she just lost her damn mind. She lost her whole mind. So yeah, let's talk about Mr. Yeah. Bernard Barringer, who flirted with her a little bit. With his wife standing there, she had to catch herself like, wait a minute, am I flirting? Let me let me stop. But they was the the uh, the back in the day, Will Smith and Jada. Right. With they open relationships. <laughs> Entanglements <laughs> back, back, back in the day. Oh, dear. Shoot. Oh, Lord. They was, he, he was like, he was like, I'm, she was like, I know my husband is checking for you. Go, go talk to him. But what's crazy is their daughter is who told her because their daughter was sitting there, was fighting for women's rights, and was like, you know, my mother is a woman before her time. Don't you see the type of relationship my parents have? And she was like, what type of relationship yes. is that? I was like, I can tell that he likes you. Right. She was like, say what now? girl. <laughs> and baby, that was all she needed. She went after that man in a mm-hmm. prim proper way, but she let him know, you know, maybe this could happen. And he invites her back to his hotel room because he actually lives. Was it Italy? But whenever she goes to London, he comes to see her. So I do think, I think it was Italy. But she's nervous about her reputation being tarnished if she's caught in this man's room. And I just knew, like, he was going to take that petticoat or whatever they wore, your hoop skirt, whatever it was back then, and they was going to be getting it in. She made that man desire her so much more because she was like, oh, I can't. I can't clutch my pearls. I cannot. You can kiss me. Oh, but don't do that, Bernard Berenger. <laughs> and so yep. he wanted her more. But let me tell you something. 
If it was a character I wanted to stab, mm. it was Bernard. More than anything, Maybe. Bernard was it. Bernard Between Bernard it. and uh the daughter. The daughter. The daughter redeems herself a little bit later. But yeah, she, she do. She was, she was I trifling. wanted to stab her so many. It, yes, it yeah, that you, turned out to be a situation. You got where secrets. I have a secret. And you trying to out me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's, it was to divert attention from what I'm doing. Let me let me make right. sure everybody's focusing on you. And not Ms. only uh, that, tropical. you getting too close to my daddy. Right. Now they were jealous about that. They felt that Belle could get JP Morgan to do whatever she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Almost. She just about could. Now he really respected her. He wanted her around. He he loved her. Yeah. And it wasn't like she was using that to her advantage. Not at like all. Like they had a real genuine relationship. She felt something for him, but she didn't want to be another one of his mistresses. She saw him coming and in. And she out. didn't want to tarnish what they had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their relationship, their working relationship was so good that she would she didn't want to mess that up. JP, he didn't care nothing about saying, uh, I'm gonna send you to London to acquire some some art for me. Please make sure this is only a business trip, not pleasure. And I'm thinking Oh, were you paying her after she clocked out? Because uh, Shoot, hey. I'm going to Italy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have fun. And he was hinting. I hope that you don't get wrapped up in the likes of Bernard Berenger. He called him a fake. He did not like that man anyway. But, but he really see, despised. Him. At the end, he was for he was right. Because what happened? Was. Yes, she wind so, up giving it up. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I don't know how many times they did it. Baby, she, went he, to London, she was just in the bed and they and were just rolling over into that it. You baby know. was in London with them ankles in the air, getting full. Get <laughs> and she wind she, up getting pregnant. She did. It was it was to the point they was they weren't barely they were barely coming out for air coming up for air because she was like, oh, I haven't been to the. To the library or to the museum in a, in almost a week, and I haven't even. I forgot to I had Mr. a Morgan. job coming out here. <laughs> right, I for, I haven't even been replying, responding, sending word to Mister Morgan, and he'll call somebody and they'll come and check on me, and I don't want them to know that I'm here with you. But somebody spotted them. They played it off. It was somebody they both knew. They played it off. Mm-hmm. But. He, she's out there having so much fun. They and, spotted him. She ducked oh, off. Oh, that's right. That's right. She she stayed in the in the carriage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's telling her all these tales of how his he and his wife's relationship is, and how he's just oh my gosh, he's he's never felt that way about any woman, not even his wife before, and how much he loves her, and so she wants to tell him. Not that she's pregnant at first, but she wants to tell him her secret that she has held on to, that she has been passing. Like she trusts this man so much she's about to tell him, but then she doesn't. She's like, let me just go ahead and tell him about this pregnancy so we can decide what we're going to do. Because we need to kind of pause there for a second. Because y'all probably are thinking, what makes her decide to go after this married man? Because she knows she's passing, she has decided to live a life of just a single woman. Because she's afraid if she gets married, and she does, let's say she does marry a, a white man and gets married, she cannot guarantee what color that baby's skin is going to be. She is so afraid of that. So she is vowed that she's not going to have children. And so she's not really going to date. Now, she flirts heavily in the scene. And so Bernard, I think this turns him on more, he realizes she was actually a virgin. Right. Oh, how does that feel to get pregnant on your first time? I don't right. Mm. Well, they they he stayed up in it after that, so he kept her. But 
And then you know what the thing about Bernard too is he's passing too. Bernard, Bernard. Yeah, because I think he is Jewish. He or is. like something like that. But his wife knows his secret. His wife knows what he's going through, but he's trying to make it into the art world. But JP Morgan already knows he's, he's, he doesn't know what he is, but he knows that he's not who he claims he is. And he says he's a fake. Bernard Berger showed his true colors when she said, I'm pregnant. And he was like, you got to do something about this. When that man from ninth, from the 18, early 1900s, 1913, and he looked at her and said, I thought you was taking care of this. I was like, damn, men been saying that shit all this time. And she's like, how in the hell do you think I'm taking care of it? I ain't never I did know, this before. I've never even had sex. Take, How do you take care of it? Mm, mm -mm. And then left her high and dry to have an abortion. She was hella sick and never visited. Well, before that, though, he finds a friend that's a, a woman that he can trust. They get some concoction, some pill to try to get rid of the babe. That, in turn, later makes her sick after she has the abortion it does something to her body and infection sets in and she he does not come to visit her and her, the friend is lying for him you know trying to spare her feelings like he, he sends his love and they don't talk for forever yeah she she's she's pretty done like that changed her and that's the point where she flips out <laughs> you see her trying to go home with random folks she gets drunk drunk she looser than a goose <laughs> she wants to feel something i want to feel you on the inside <laughs> <laughs> and then she has another moment with jp morgan yeah where he's calling her out like i know you ain't having lunch with i know you ain't and that's that point where he's like, you're, you belong to me. He was mad. Now, he didn't know about the pregnancy. But then when she goes on another trip, she runs into his daughter again and this other woman. And she has suspected, because it's rumored that the woman is married, but that Anne lives with them. And so Belle kind of suspects there's something, some hanky-panky going on here. She closeted. Yep. Y'all on the train together, the husband not here and y'all in the room, y'all sharing quarters. Anne comes out to her and it's like, oh, well, I thought my father sent you to London only for business. I know that you were, weren't there on business. And she even like, I don't know what you're talking about. And her friend is like, Anne, you shouldn't say such things. And kind of tells Belle what she's talking about is Bernard Berenger does it she's like she look over like I know that man ain't told my business yeah but then she puts her all in way in her place well just mm -hmm. like you got a secret on me I got a secret on you Huffle so you can go ahead and blab if you want to oh and the, the way she told her and uh I know you here with her and I know y'all sharing a room and these rooms only have one bed and was like oh well then let me go over here and um, mind my business yeah. well um <laughs> I'll see you later. See you later. But guess who tries to reach back out? Stankin' Bernard. Oh, Bernard, Chris. Stankin' Bernard. You know what? What I didn't. What I forgot about was before they were together in London. He meets her and he's taking her around. She does not realize they're gonna have. They had lunch with his wife, and that was. She was so uncomfortable with it. And he was like, "Oh, my wife. She's cool. She she cool with it." I was like, "She do her. I right, do right. me. Right." <laughs> We fast forward, Bernard has told or made it seem to Anne and her friend that he was just in love and like he was left heartbroken. And she was like, oh, no, I, I saw him, but no, it wasn't like that. So he's been writing her and his wife, Mary, confronts Abel, but she tells her, won't you please forgive him? I know things ended with you all 
poorly and he loves you. He's just been sick about it. And she's really looking at his wife like, wait a minute, are you coming to plead your husband's case with me? But I think, let's let's talk about that. If you were a wife who was okay with your husband doing what he wanted to do, do you think that she only wanted Belle to forgive Bernard and get back with Bernard because Bernard was probably staying at the house too much and she couldn't, you know, have her freedom to... Like... I, I'm pretty sure he was <laughs> sick. Like, you know, he was he was sick and she didn't like seeing him that way. But if I'm if I'm Bill, I don't give a damn. Right. It, oh. Like it's over. And then when I tried to throw you the life the life jacket, you screw me again. He did. He absolutely did. But trying to get a piece from up under my nose. Yes. They fast forward and JP Morgan, he he is passed. And his son continues with the collection and Belle is still there. And let me also add, J.P. Morgan lived her and he did leave her $50,000. $50,000. I'm going to pause about Bernard trifling self to talk about the reading of this will, her getting $50,000. She already was supplying everything for her parent, her family, which by this time, her sisters are married. She has her own apartment and she's paying for an apartment for her mama and her sisters with their husbands to live in because their husbands don't with have jobs. With their husbands. These yes. men don't have jobs. When they find out that she was left $50,000, they start making shopping lists on what? Well, her money. I was like, hold, hold on a minute now. What? What? I guess that's what they do in And then they're going to have that come to Jesus like, oh, we forgot all about you. We know that this is your money. We're just so excited. And it's like, what what you what you excited for? This ain't your <laughs> That's what I was that's like. Y'all gonna get the same money y'all was getting before. <laughs> right. No increase. I ain't buying you shit. <laughs> like, right. What did you do with? Look, I wouldn't they even was, told him. There you go. I wouldn't even told him. She was sitting on vacation so she, she could have a break from them. But it was mm-hmm. like, how you got a man? If I'm paying everybody's rent, y'all both got a man, and I'm no, still paying. She's not just paying everybody rent. She paying she everybody dinner. everything. Yes, their clothes, everything. She like, got children on her tab. Them right. is all kids. Them is dependents. That I was, I was like, really? When all of this happens, Belle is just kind of like she really is on her on her own because it's like certain things she never tells her family like. They're so wanting her to be this this rock for their family that they don't want her to show weak moments. And we see the mom saying it because the mom is like, you're drinking more. That's why she bought them their apartment so they can stay out of her business. You're drinking more. And her mama asks her, what happened to you in London? What happened? And then her mom tells never, her a story. She never told her. And she was like, okay, thanks for that story. But the mama didn't tell her the story to be like, oh, I know... You know, trauma can hurt you. It was it was still a selfish reason. It was because her mom was like, "You can't let that uh, make you tell your secret or you know get too loose and your secret will come out." It was still all selfish, and so she mm-hmm. just had no outlet. And she's traveling. She runs into their dad, her dad, mm-hmm. and she begins um, just a little relationship. You know, uh, like okay, my dad's back in my life a little bit. And he he tells her, you know, I understand why your mom chose to to pass. Yeah, because at that point, she's over there wondering if she should give it all up. 
Mm-hmm. She's like, at this point, I am not happy in my own skin. And I want to live. I want to live. I can't even live the way that I want to live because I'm portraying to be something or someone who I'm not. And she's just like, I'm ready at this point to give it all up. Can I, should I just move? Now, she didn't want to move to the South. Now, she didn't want to be swept up into slavery. Now, she said that, like... Let's not yeah, get carried she, away. But let me just. <laughs> she's like, hold on. Look. Yeah, I ain't about that massa and stuff. You, yes or sir? Yeah, nope. Mm-mm. No, I ain't gonna. Be I want the that. same life. I just want to be black. Right. I want to live up here, just a free woman, and not have all this stress. She could have lived freely and had a chance at love, a, a genuine chance at love, because I think she wanted it. She really of wanted she it. Did. You know, she got to wanted to live. Bernard trifling self back in. Bernard comes back in and she's sharing with him about what the plans are for the library. She's the only person that she can, she feels she can trust with that type of information because he's in the business and he knows how important it is to keep those secrets. She finds herself, she's asking, can she purchase um, some artifacts or some manuscripts ahead of a um, an auction? Because she's, she's done that before. You offer a whole lot of money. You just, you know, get it from underneath everybody else that that wants it. And she's met with a proposition. These people are like, hey, won't you just guarantee us that we can, you know, do all of the JP Morgan sales that you guys have. If y'all decide you want to sell anything, then we can have it. And what we will do is we will get give you a cut of our commission. And she's like, what? And they're like, yeah, because you don't make anything but your salary and you're doing all the work. So guarantee us this and we'll give you a piece of it. And she's like, she knows then it won't go to the highest bidder. So they won't get the maximum amount that they can get for art. Mm -hmm. It'll go to, you know, some of their good friends that just want to add it to their collection. Now, mind you, she'll make some money, but she's like, that's not being loyal to this family that have, they have taken Mm -hmm. a chance on me. And they're like, you need to, you know, take a chance on yourself. We know you're about to sell X, Y, Z. And she was like, how would you know that? She starts to thinking back, did did JP's son tell? Surely not. Surely he ain't been talking like that. And then she thinks back to the person. And it's just like, as she's remembering it, they're like, you may as well take a cut. Bernard Berenger does. It was just like the light bulb went on for her. She was like, what? So she was like, yeah. So he told that probably to get a sale. They were like, yeah, but we about to cut him off. We, we He's... He still works with that that Renaissance artwork, and let's let's just be honest. Anybody could forge that these days, and you know it's it's not it's not what we're really looking for. Artwork is moving towards this or that, and she's just sitting there still in shock. Like, yeah, she's still sitting there in shock, and she she walks out of there mad. They she she don't want to have nothing to do with them. She's not gonna let them sell. And then he anything. come with the sob story again. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. You have to believe me. Boy, bye. Yeah, she was out of bed again. She she was like, you know what? You ain't shit. Period. Yeah. Mm-mm. Bernard is a no-no. To all the Bernard Barringers in the world. You ain't shit. You ain't shit. So, yeah, that left her, again, heartbroken. Because she, here she was going to give him another chance. He ruined it. It wasn't no coming back from that. That, that, was, that huh. was pretty much it. That was a wrap. That was, that was a wrap. That was a wrap. He, he ended that. But, you know, the sad. I, I feel real sad for her because, like, in the end... She ain't had no kids. She ain't never married. She did all this stuff and still basically to take care of everybody else's life. And she didn't take care of herself. Mm-hmm. All Feels the hard so work. And I get, you know, wanting to help your family. But she lived in turmoil. She lived in turmoil. Like 
all the drinking she began to do, like she was just self-medicating. Mm-hmm. You you hiding a secret. You can't be who you really want to be. But you know what? I think she had a little bit of she had a little bit of a I think uh just a release moment where she could say, because she met up with Anne again when Anne got redeemed herself. When they saw each other again, and and you know, Anne won't go hit her with it again. Like, I believe you're black. I believe you're black. Belle goes with it. Belle goes with it and responds to her. And then Anne was like, Oh, I didn't really know until you just confirmed it just did. And Belle's heart sank. Like Anne told her, but I've had a secret too. I was wrong to have been so ugly to you, knowing that whether I had a secret or not, it was just the wrong thing for me to do. I shouldn't have done that. And I think she kind of did have a breather moment where like, I can be me for five seconds and admit who I am and be proud of my heritage. Because her mom's family, her mom used to be proud of, you know, their family and they were all well educated and they did things as a family together. It was just like, but once officially took a walk on that they crossed that line it was it was no looking back and she had she didn't even know who she was anymore yeah man yeah a whole a whole identity crisis and i can't even imagine what that must have been like that must have been a a very lonely life yeah so i uh man i took my hat off to miss bill because i don't think i'd have been able to do it i think i'd have been a color sister and it just would have been that yeah, I'd because there is no way in the world that I could live my life without being who I am. Period. Exactly. Like I, I want to be happy. I want to be happy living the life that I'ma live, regardless of what it is. God put me on my on, on this earth to be who I am, and that's who I got for y'all. I'm not finna oh, tap absolutely. dance around the situation. I can't do it. So yeah. you know, I tip my hat off to her because she was able to do that for the long haul. And to have to do it and continue because you made that choice and you didn't want to move away. You didn't want to, so you couldn't retire from being the librarian and be like okay guess what i'm black it yeah. couldn't really work no, out like have, that you would have so. had to relocate you probably would have had to go to alaska right shoot not even then because i mean at this point she didn't been in all kinds of um publications and like, stuff right. like that so they know who she is it wouldn't have worked so that makes you wonder do you think she felt her life was fulfilled because she loved being around the art and she loved that part of it but she, loving it and loving that lifestyle that her mom wanted for for them and her you sacrificed your whole life so is that a life wasted look i can say that it was as uh, it was fulfilled as far as her career but mm-hmm. as far as personal because she wanted kids she wanted to be married mm-hmm. but due to the fact of yeah. the position that she was in it couldn't happen that was a no-go for her. so this- shoot that pretty much sums up everything but you know what i liked about this book this book was written by a white lady and a black lady. And originally it was started by, what's her name? Was it Marie? Uh, Marie, Marie Benedict. Yeah, Marie Benedict and uh, was it Victoria? Yes, and Victoria Christopher Murray. Right. Um, originally it was written or it was started by Marie. Marie did all the research and stuff like that, but she was like, how can I tell the story of a black lady without getting an actual black person's point of view? And I applaud her for that because some people- I respect her. Yeah, I applaud her for that because some people will go out and just tell the story and it's one-sided, 
So she made sure that she had crossed her, crossed her T's and dotted her I's as far as everything was concerned about Belle. Belle's character, how she may have felt, everything. So I applaud her. This, this book was well, well, well written. Yes. In the back of the book also, we see where Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray kind of write a little excerpt about their experience. They're both of their experiences writing this book and they wrote it during the pandemic. Once they met each other, the connection they had, and it was so funny how Victoria was like, yeah, sometimes I wouldn't feel like changing the wording to how they would speak back in the early 1900s. And so I might write, that was dope as shit, he said. And Marie wouldn't even question it. She would just go in and change it to. Yeah, she put her thousand and thousand in manuscript. <laughs> I love the dynamic. That it it was awesome. She said at the end of this project, she gained basically gained like a sister. And these these are two different people from two different worlds. I don't know if you know about Victoria, but she's she's written a series. Was it about envy? Envy? What is? Oh, dang it! I should have did my research, but. She has a show series on Lifetime based on her books. And if you was to read them or if you read them already, you would know that they are completely different than this historical fiction that she produced with Marie. So, yeah, she she did this. This was a great, a great read. It started off a little slow. (laughs) It it caught up in the end. And it was the historical part. Not just for the times that they were in. I, well, I guess it is for the times they were in because that was entertainment for people back mm-hmm. then, going to museums and not saying that we don't go to museums now, but having Da Vinci's notebook, Catherine the Great's snuff box, or George Washington's letters. I probably want to look at George Washington's letters just to be like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. But I don't think I would want Catherine the Great's snuff box. Yeah, like, I'm good on all of that. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure they're probably worth money. You can have that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's the type of historical things they were discussing discussing in the beginning and how when she came in thinking she was going to already see this massive collection, she did, but the bookshelves were empty, empty. She had to catalog it all. So we were going through her cataloging all of these great works of history and it was like, oh, well, this is this nice to see that they're discussing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope this isn't what the whole book is about. <laughs> Even though you know it's about her being a librarian, we know we were ready for some action. And when I tell you, for me, this is a top shelf display. And they did not disappoint because when I saw her starting to flirt, I was like, wait a minute. Girl, you better shut your mouth. What you doing? You stepping? Right. <laughs> what, what they say back in the day, you get too big for your britches. Okay. <laughs> I was surprised because it was so far out of her character. So to have to hear her having that conversation with Bernard Beringer's daughter about my mother is a woman before her time. My she lets my dad sleep with other women. What? Yeah. She showed sure I did. had to do a double take. I, I put the book down and looked around to see if anybody else was You know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> did anybody else hit it? Did y'all read what, we, what I just read? 
Oh man, like I told you, they was the back in the day, Will Smith and Jada. They they sure, sure enough had an entanglement. That was this was terrible though. Like I didn't like how she was treated. And I can't say that if Bernard knew that she was black and all of and all of the things she'd gone through, he would have treated her worse. Bernard could have kicked rock. He he could have got hit by a car in the middle of uh Okay, just a horse carriage ride. <laughs> Whatever they had back in the day. But yeah, so definitely, definitely top shelf. I can't say that I read it again, but I definitely would recommend it to somebody. This is one of those. Yes, I would recommend it to somebody. This is one of those stories. It's, you have to be so committed because of the, the inner details of the history of the artwork. And that if you're not into that, I could see a person kind of getting lost. But it's like, you won't forget this story. So it's, it's a book that you won't even have to revisit, if that makes sense. Just when you see the cover of the book, all everything that we've talked about, that's what comes to mind. Just when I see the cover right. of the book, this woman's life. And it was like, it's like a book that you'll never forget. You won't. It was good though. They did this. They did this. I was proud of them. Like I said, I would definitely recommend it. It's an excellent book. It's written very well. And, and maybe I can't revisit it because it's kind of like those situations with historical fiction where it's hard to revisit that pain that she had to go through because she was black. Like, I, I don't like, even though that was our our story, people of color had and still have difficult lives because of the color of their skin. And so I think for me, that's one, another reason why I'm like, you know, I recommend it, but... I'm good on that. That's just like the Yellow Wife. The Yellow Wife was good to me, yep. but I don't have to only read can it again. read. Only need to read it once. I I can tell yeah, you everything. When you, as soon as you see that cover, you're gonna remember the hurt mm -hmm. and everything that she goes through. Like you remember her story. Now I might not remember the names of all those manuscripts and that woman's snuff box the next time you ask me, but I'm gonna remember Belle's story. And then the fact that she was a real life person. Right. This is real. Like it's a fabricated story, but it's yes, a, they did add some to it. It's a real person. She was truly the personal librarian yeah. to J.P. Morgan. Yeah. And poor thing couldn't live her life. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. And we hope you join us next week as we get it popping with Mrs. Wiggins. Oh, baby. If y'all haven't read that book, make sure you go <laughs> get it. Because as you know, go we are it. discussing. We're talking. It's a book talk. We're talking about the book. So go ahead yes. and check out Mrs. Wiggins by Mary, Mary Monroe. Monroe. Go check it out. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Y'all go ahead and let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram and let us know what you wanted us to discuss. We want to hear from you guys. Love recommendations. So <laughs> hit us up on Instagram. That's right. Hit us up on Instagram. Go out and get Mrs. Wiggins. And we'll see you next week. Make sure to join us on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Goodreads at Layla E. Hart. That's H-A-R-T. You can also listen and reach out to us at Sisters in Lit and Life on Instagram. You can find me on all platforms at The Lituary DFW. Before we go, show some love for our podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. Remember, reach out to us on social media to let us know what books you would be interested in hearing us discuss. A big thanks to John underscore Sib from Pixabay for our music. Thanks for listening to Sisters in Lit and Life. I'm Layla. I'm Drea. Bye. Bye-bye.